You're listening to the LNER Fast Track Podcast. Hello again and welcome to a bumper edition of the LNER Fast Track with me, David Dunning. Today we're going to travel with train manager Harvey Harrison. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine, London King's Cross, in a few moments time. Well, we're going to meet some of our team members today who work together to run your services. Will Singh is just 19, but he's already taken a year out to consider an impressive university offer. And he's not sure that he'll take it up because he likes working on the train so much. And you're slightly brushing over the fact that your university offer (laughs) is Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was quite... The decision. We find out what some of our team members did before they came to LNER. I mean, what an amazing office to have, York Minster, protecting the building, all the normal policing issues that you normally get anywhere else. Um, I worked in finance for 17 years, wanted to change a career. My son, funnily enough, is an absolute rail enthusiast. Brought him to York Station, saw the branding. There was a role very similar to what I was doing. Well, we've got plenty more surprises for you on the journey ahead. So let's go back to York Station now and jump aboard with train manager Harvey Harrison on the 1802 York to London King's Cross stopper. Hello and welcome aboard this LNER Azuma to London King's Cross. So there we are, you can hear on the station announcements in York the departure that we're going on at platform six. Harvey, uh, you've gone into safety mode. As a train manager's role, it's my responsibility to make sure that the train leaves the station safely. So first and foremost, I'm checking that we've got a proceed aspect on the signal, which is basically the signalman telling us that the train is safe to leave the station. The dispatcher will then give me a white light on their baton and and blow their whistle to tell me that it is safe to close the train doors. As the train manager, I'm in charge of the doors of the train, so I then close the doors on my door panel, and then when all doors are safely closed and passengers are on board who need to travel, I'll then close my door. Uh, You can't actually see the signal from this angle, from the back of the train. Is that what that off thing is? You know, you can see a word off on a box. Yes, that's correct. So at, at any station, we have what we call off indicators. If you see the word off, that basically means that it's safe for us to start to dispatch the train. Are we going on now then? Yes, we're we're on our way. So now Harvey is activating the doors and making another check again to make sure that everybody is safely on and the doors are shut. And Harvey gets on, shuts his door. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and a very warm welcome to all passengers on board. This is your 1802 LNER Azima service to London King's Cross. Calling at York, Doncaster, Retford, Newark, Northgate, Grantham, Peterborough, Stevenage, and arriving into London King's Cross at 2022. My name is Harvey. I'll be your train manager for your journey today. If myself or any member of the team can be of any crew assistance. That was a very long announcement, Harvey. I know. It Did was, you learn all that? No, I wasn't reading that at all. Obviously, it's uh, practice. Obviously, makes perfect. It's all in your head, though. It's 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 all yeah. automatic in in your head. Very impressive. Is this a Peterborough? It is, madam. Yes. Now, before I left York, I got a chance to chat to Will Singh. Now, Will is nineteen, and he's just joined as an onboard host. 
and he has quite a story to tell about how he wasn't sure whether or not he wanted to go to one of the top universities, so he thought he'd take a year out, and um, he absolutely loves the job on the train now, which has uh, left him with, well, just quite a lot to think about, actually, for the future. I mean, I've always been brought up in like a very academic household, knowing that academics are very important, to try your best in it. Parents instilled that within me. You know, I flourished, I got really good grades, I got into very good universities. The decision to go into the railways, because my father, he's a train driver, not for LNR, but for uh, Great Northern Thameslink. Every day, anytime anyone asks about how his job goes, he raves about it. It affected my decision. I still have the uni option come September, so right now I'm on the gap year, but seeing as I've got the job at NER, it's a very big decision I'm still making. And you're slightly brushing over the fact that your university offer <laughs> is Cambridge. Yeah, yeah, so uh, I did get, I, did, I studied business, economics and geography in A-levels in Peterborough, and I achieved three A-stars. I got in the newspaper, you know, good, uh, best you know, results in the UK and, you know, I've got some, some of the best universities in the world, likes of Cambridge, likes of UCL, uh, King's College London, Leeds, very good universities. And uh, so it was quite a, a difficult choice to make, but I've got very supportive parents, very supportive family, and uh, they've taken everything that I said on board and, you know, they've, they're, they're going with what I really want. Yeah, I'm still kind of uh, balancing whether that's for me or not. I'm loving it so far. You know, uh, the, from the training, it was very insightful meeting lots of people, people genuinely passionate about the company. Seeing half the people that are training me have the progression goals that I want. You know, they've been pushing trolleys, doing catering on the trains, and you know, I'm 19 doing that right now. So seeing these head of departments, directors, all these quite, you know, top dog peoples to, you know, be in these positions, it kind of makes me think it's a very viable company for me to work myself up with. I want to progress. I love learning. So what do you like about it? I've, I've always been a people person, love speaking to people, finding out the stories, experiences. You arrive 25 minutes before the train departs. So in this uh, setting up process, you'll be setting up um, food, drinks, stock count, checking dates, ordering relevant things such as equipment, identifying any faults. And it's also a big part of it is welcoming people on board. King's Cross is a renowned station, yet people from all over the world there. So to see someone in a nice, smart LNR uniform answering any questions, some people never go on trains, some people rarely go on trains, and to represent LNER to be like, oh, there's LNER staff really welcoming me, you know, helping me with my luggage, and it, you know, sets them off with a smile. So, and that's really rewarding. And thanks to Will Singh for talking to the fast track. Will looks after customers on board. Let's get back on board ourselves now. And of course, we're in the company of train manager Harvey Harrison. Our first calling point on this service today will be. Doncaster, but in the meantime, please do remember to smile as you're on camera. Uh, CCTV is in operation throughout the train. So now we're underway leaving York. What I would normally do now is a head count. Right. So I count how many passengers are traveling on board my train, both for, for data purposes, but also for myself, because if anything happens on the train or if we get delayed, I've got an accurate representation of how many people are on my train so I know what I'm dealing with. We're in the back in standard, so I'll catch up with you in the front in first class. Indeed, we'll see you shortly. While Harvey went off to count people, I had a chance to talk to some of them who were travelling. So my name is Sean Crabtree. So my journey started at six o'clock, going up to Peterborough to then connect on my first train to go up to York, um, where I got to do my first ever dine service. 
Um, so I had the full LNER breakfast, which was phenomenal. Whenever I'm on these trains, I always try and go first class. So with the Zoomers, um, it was an Azuma service. So, but because I knew it was a dine service, I was like, must do that because why not? Did you get one of the deals then? So I'd got a deal and it was £38 coming up here from Peterborough. And the journey that we're on right now from York to Peterborough was £28. So what was the purpose of your journey today? To go and see the Flying Scotsman at the Railway Museum. I saw her last year at Kingscross Station, paid the £10 to go on the platform. And so today was about getting to go on the footplate because we didn't, we weren't allowed on the footplate. And so this time it was getting to see the footplate and actually getting as many pictures as I possibly could. And also travelling on this train, the Reverend Kate Botley. Kate is the Radio 2 vicar. So I'm like a, a, a supply vicar, I guess. So I don't have my, my parish of my own. But what I do is I travel around the country for work and I do work mainly in TV and radio doing presenting. So today I've been up in Newcastle doing a piece for Songs of Praise all about the Angel of the North's 25th birthday. Oh, wow. Which She's aged very well. She has. <laughs> and very visible from the LNER train. Yeah, well. and that's part of yeah. it. I mean, 33 million people a year see that sculpture by Anthony Gormley. And one of the great views points is not only from the A1 but also from the LNER. Hang on, the trolley is arriving. Are you having another drink? You have to regularly travel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And uh, the East Coast mainland is just such a fast train. So tomorrow, for example, I'm on I'm on this I'm on this train again, going down to London for another piece of work for a charity that I do some stuff for. And you know, from where I live in Retford into London is about an hour and a half. Which, when you tell people that live that live down south that that's how far it is to the north, they don't believe you. (laughs) Obviously, with you being on the television. Um, to get a lot of recognition. Yeah, there's a fair bit. Sometimes this little piece of plastic just slips out and goes <laughs> in the handbag. But uh, most of the time it's fine. And of course, if I've come what straight... What do you call the collar? It's called a clerical collar. And what I have to confess to you is that this one is not an official one. This is made out of a shampoo bottle, a conditioner bottle, because I ran out. So I had to chop up my conditioner bottle with a pair of scissors. <laughs> So you're off at Retford then, so yeah, I better leave minutes. you to pack up. Then. No problem. Thank you so much for talking to me. A delight to talk to you. Have a great day. Well, let's catch up with Harvey now. He's got a moment to sit down and have a chat with me between stations. Harvey, your interest in working on the railways goes back to being a kid, doesn't it? And actually having an association with a preserved railway in the Peterborough area. I originally joined the youth group at the Neen Valley Railway in Peterborough, which I still help volunteer at today. Um, The Neen Valley Railway youth group uh, is an organisation where we have 12 to 18 year olds learn practical skills, both in customer experience and in engineering. The LNER have recently given the Neen Valley Railway youth group funding as part of their customer and community investment fund to help us teach more young people practical skills which uh, help them develop into careers not just in the railway but in in other sectors. So what sort of things did you used to do or do you still do? I've mainly helped with the customer experience side of things so we have uh, our own base at Overton station which is near the Ferry Ferry Meadows Country Park so we we uh, sell tickets for the trains we have our own cafe we've got our famous cream teas and our hot sausage rolls which we serve and uh, people skills and then over in the in the yard we do lots of different engineering activities we've just recently finished refurbishing an italian uh, restaurant car 
uh, which has all been done by the youth group. So it's really helped me to develop my skills in the rail industry. And of course, the Neen Valley Railway is the one that featured in the Bond film. Was it, it Octopussy, was it? It was indeed, yes. Yeah. Uh, Octopussy was filmed by uh, James Bond there, uh, if you know the, the scene with the circus train. Uh, and we, we've had many, many other films uh, filmed at the Neen Valley Railway because it's the only railway in the country which is a burn loading gauge which can take not only British but also continental engines and rolling stock as well. There's no other place in the country which can do that. Well presumably as you've been growing up you've been well aware of the East Coast Main Line and um, I suppose it was natural for you to uh, seek to work for LNER then was it? Am I right? It, it certainly was. It's always, it's always been a fascinating route um, ever since uh, it was opened by the Great Northern Railway. I've always had an interest in, in railways. And um, I was actually on the Neen Valley Railway working on a Santa special service when I received the phone call to offer me the job at Peterborough train station. And what job was that, the first one? The first one was just a, a temporary Christmas job. So I was only meant to be on the railway for three weeks at Peterborough Mainline Station and I'm still here five years later. You are one of the youngest train managers, uh, you're 22. The level of responsibility is incredible. I mean, not that I'm saying because you're 22, it's that unusual. I mean, I had a responsible job when I was 22, but it is still quite a big pressure on you, isn't it? You've got everyone on the train, their lives are in your hands because in emergency situations, it's me who has to act. We're trained for every emergency on board in every eventuality. So if anything goes wrong, passengers are going to look to me and it's going to be up to me to deal with any situation that arises. Harvey Harrison, our train manager, will be back with Harvey towards the end of this podcast. And still to come on the Fast Track today, we're going to meet Keith Herriot from the People Team and find out how you could work for LNER. But before that, let's take a look at what happens in the social media department. And we're going to meet two people who work there. Cameron, in a moment, will be telling us about the Twitter feed. But before that, let's talk to Gemma. My role is social media content advisor. So what that means is anything LNER on socials, I am there to support and create wonderful content. Well, I've just started what we call is big text. So people may have seen on our Instagram channels where we create lovely, beautiful location shots. And on top of it, we have big text, big typo over the locations. I'm just learning to, to do that. This is a job that you obviously enjoy. It wasn't your first plan, though, was it? And I think what's interesting about talking to you is that LNER has been a career that was a change of plan, wasn't it? Yeah, totally. So before this, I wanted to be a journalist. I studied journalism wholeheartedly. On the road I'm going to be a journalist um, had a few experiences which wasn't the best and I kind of learned that journalism wasn't for me and more social media and being creative was more what I enjoyed what I do enjoy doing in my previous jobs I've had ideas and because you're you know a little person in the team they don't want to know you but here no matter what your role is everyone's a massive team your ideas are put 
put forward, they're developing, they're supported. So yeah, we've got a lovely team around you and customers engaging with it. It's just, it's a really proud moment to, to see. It's of course a hundred years since the LNER brand that you work on was mm -hmm. first used. When you look back to the 20s and the 30s mm -hmm. and the way LNER was promoted then, what are your thoughts about that era? It's funny because I've just actually bought the LNER calendar and it's on my wall at home and I was looking through the month thinking, wow, what a company that I work for, all that history, the heritage, the culture. I'm actually quite proud, you know, to see in what we're doing in the past and what we're doing now is really, really impressive. So, yeah, I'm very pleased to be working for LNER and knowing about the history that we've had behind it. They were as creative as you are as well, but but they didn't have the social media, the internet, <laughs> did they? Instagram. Yeah, you know, now we have Instagram, we're doing podcasts, we have Twitter and Facebook, you know, social media and the digital technology now allows us to create content, you know, and be more creative. There's so many ways and channels now that we have to think about. You know, it's it's difficult, but it's challenging, but it's also really creative and really fun at the same time. And are you inspired by some of those old-fashioned posters? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. I love looking through the, the photographs, thinking how can we do that now? How can we put our own modern modern spin in it, but still keeping within the LNER brand and still keeping that, that history alive, you know? And many thanks to Gemma Hurst, who's a social media content advisor at LNER in York. Great chat to her. Well, you're listening to The Fast Track, a podcast all about LNER. And I've come to meet Cameron now. Cameron is one of those people who works on the social media team. And he's the first point of contact when you send your questions in on Facebook and Twitter and the likes of that. I think um, today uh, Cameron's having a quieter day than normal, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's been the quietest I've seen it in a couple of weeks. Uh, touch wood on that. Right, okay. Well, um, I think you've got another question coming in there. So let me just let you answer that and then we'll talk more. It's literally messages coming in every two or three seconds sometimes, particularly if there's any disruption. These are the sort of questions that he has to answer. I see the 906 train from Dundee to York is cancelled. Please, can you advise of any alternative trains that my ticket's going to be valid for? Thank you. Hi, I had an excellent journey from Leeds to London yesterday. Now I'm worried about the weather forecast and the return journey. Would I be able to catch an earlier train? If my train is at 5.18 from Doncaster, when should I check if it's running? And if it's not, how do I get a refund? So quite a lot of the time in the railway, you're relying on the services being on time and nothing going wrong. But so when it does go wrong, say, for example, hot weather, um, and our trains have to be slowed down on the railway, then we get quite a lot of customers who will tweet in and be questioning what is happening with their services. On a normal day, we'll approximately get about a thousand tweets a day but in times of uh, disruption when we've got hot weather storms anything like that then we can get north of 3,000 that really raises the stress levels and something that I like to compare it to is is owning the social media of a, a VIP you obviously feel a duty to try to answer mm. as many people as possible don't you and give them a reply yeah certainly so when you've got to think about everyone who is tweeting in is uh, a paying customer and you have a responsibility to tweet back to them with an answer to their question so when you think of it as our customers are going to a location which they don't 
certainly no so they may be going somewhere for the first time and uh, they don't really know where they are and say for example if their train is is uh, terminated in york and they're trying to get to edinburgh or somewhere like that you've got to help them bridge from one side to the other and understand what's happened and how they have to get there so it can be stressful for them stressful for us and we have to ensure that our information is clear and concise now of course you've got a lot of fans but you do get a little bit of abuse as well how mm. do you cope with that trying to understand that you're not the focus their tweets can come from a place of stress or upset and you have to be the person who is who is handling that so you've got to understand their expectation and what they and what they want from us normally they just want an answer and a resolution and you have to be the one to provide that so how did you get into this then so it's been a bit of a wild journey i started as a rail engineer i worked on the track and i realized very quickly that after two years that that job was not going to be for me long term working outside in the rain and the cold and the snow i thought i cannot do this for 60 years so i look local around me to newcastle and our customer service center is also based in newcastle i started working there at taking phone calls off our customers and i slowly learned that that this company is not somewhere where they just hire you in to handle the numbers and throw you out it's somewhere where they actually look at you like you're a person and they value your opinion so after two and a half three years in there i slowly moved to social media and it was a chance which i know was very sought after north of 3,000 staff here and there was quite a lot of people who wanted the job so i was very fortunate to fall on my feet in it and it's somewhere where after two and a half years of being in social media it's it's somewhere where i've learned a lot of skills one of the good things about the social media feed uh, particularly the twitter one that i follow mm -hmm. is that you've got a sense of humor so in this job you are given creative license and it's about using that so you have to think even though you are uh, representing a brand you have to try to get that brand viral for the right reasons you have to understand that you have to get your name out there again sometimes we have done that through viral tweets where they've been on a uh, relatable content for example so i did a tweet after a newcastle match and i knew for a fact that the newcastle squad were traveling home with us so i replied to the actual official account engaging with their social media that tweet got over nine thousand likes just on, on that reply alone mm. which resulted in six hundred thousand impressions just for our brand it went quite viral for us especially for a train company it's quite a niche sort of area so broadening your horizons to somewhere like uh, to the football scene is somewhere where we really do get a lot of audience and thank you very much to Gemma and Cameron at East Coast House in York for telling us about their jobs and whilst we're in York well you can't really come to York without going to the Minster can you and that was where I met up with another train manager she's Justine Spencer and she told me about her other jobs before LNER <laughs> We're in the gardens behind the famous cathedral. We're sitting on a bench in the sunshine. It's interesting because Justine knows the area around here very, very well indeed because she used to be a York Minster police officer. What did that involve? <laughs> Everyone asks me that. The first thing is that people don't realise that we're even there. People don't believe that we exist. We are actually, or we were, the oldest police force in the country. We predated the Met Police. We don't look the same, but there is still this police uniform. There are a few other um, cathedrals that have um, cathedral constables or police officers. St Paul's is one of them. What were your duties? 
all sorts really from handling money to general security issues where you've got people you have things to deal with so it was mainly protecting protecting the building the architecture protecting the the people the clergy everyone that comes in to the minster needs to be safe and also things that happen outside the minster because the minster precinct where we're sat right now for instance is all um, owned by the Minster. Now, you've had a, an interesting career in terms of the Minster Police has been in the middle of two railway jobs. <laughs> you were with Eurostar. What did you do with them? I started off in the terminal and then I worked up to being a train manager. I was there when they um, moved from Waterloo to St Pancras. What do you like most about your job as a train manager now, then? What I love about being a train manager now is what I loved about being a train manager before and it's the fact that no two days are ever the same. It's not a boring job. You're going to a different place every day so you always have to be on your toes. You meet different people. It's just the variety of it all. Do you like doing the announcements? <laughs> I love doing the announcements. It was harder before when I was at Eurostar because I had to do them in two languages oh, right. and some of my oh, colleagues cool. had to do them in three. But I do like doing the announcements. Yeah, the ones that you have to do ad hoc when things go wrong and, and you know, different kind of announcements, they're a bit more challenging when you haven't learned the script off by heart. You have to just go with it. <laughs> That's Justine Spencer, LNER train manager and former York Minster police officer. So, whilst you're listening to all this, I'm sure that uh, many people, including possibly you, might be thinking, I'd like to work for LNER. So how easy is that? And what sort of roles are available? And how do you get in? And what sort of qualifications do you want? Well, those are questions that we put to Keith Herriot, HR operations manager. But first, we discussed how he ended up in the business. I worked in finance for 17 years, wanted a change of career. My son, funnily enough, is an absolute rail enthusiast. He was, he was four at the time. I brought him to York Station to see the Flying Scotsman one afternoon, saw the branding, looked on the career site. There was a role very similar to what I was doing, applied and the rest is history. Yeah, I absolutely don't look back at all. I work in the people team, so it fundamentally in one line, that's what we do, David. My role more specifically is about, uh, I look after the recruitment teams and I look after the um, people services teams that do a lot of the administrative side of the HR role. So you're responsible then for helping to bring the right people into the right role? Yes, exactly. Like any business, you know, we've got those real business professionalisms. So we have a lot of people that, um, you know, you know, we'll come in from places like finance. Um, you know, we've got p- people in here that have come from from digital companies, and so it's always on the lookout for you know seasoned professionals. Um, but then we've got uh, a, a lot of people and a lot of roles in in the railway that are in effect entry level roles, and they're, they're a great way to come and get into to a business like this. And I think career progression in an organisation like this is, is 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 a real benefit. People come in, you know, serve customers on trains at the face of the brand, and then their career can grow into into many different places. So it's important to understand that you don't necessarily have to have qualifications. One hundred percent, and I think we you know we, we look for potential in a lot of those roles. So we don't even require people to have done similar roles before. We look for people's potential. I think a great example of this actually is probably our, our, our train driver role. A few years ago, we decided that we would um, recruit into that role using the apprentice scheme, and we're in a position now where we've got people from all walks of life without any 
qualifications without having ne- you know never driven a train never even thought about driving a train i mean it's a great opportunity it's a, it's a, it's a well paid opportunity and yeah it's just a, a real great way to come and come and get into the industry you really keen to encourage people from all walks of life yeah. and all sorts of different backgrounds yeah you? absolutely so you know we thoroughly believe here at LNER that the more diverse our workforces the more representative our workforces the better decisions we make the better place this is to work we serve such a diverse set of communities um, why wouldn't our workforce represent that the railway is open to everybody how do people find out about how to get in we've got a careers site so lnerjobs.co.uk keep a lookout on there and um, you can sign up for job alerts on there we've got a facebook page we've got uh, our, our linkedin pages we, we, we are we are always always recruiting if anybody wants to have a chat you know we're always open so feel free to reach out so we have a lot of internal movement and a lot of exciting things going on where there's all kinds of new great opportunities arising so just keep a lookout. Keith Herriot the HR operations manager for LNER and as he said you can keep track of what opportunities are available on the LNER jobs page on the website. Let's get back to that 1802 York to London King's Cross service. Harvey Harrison is in charge and just as we approach London just a final chance to have a chat with him. I've been watching you deal with the passengers Uh, they obviously love you Uh, you've got some regulars is there ever a chance when you know people try to take advantage of the fact that you're obviously young I've had that many times before uh, especially when I'm checking tickets uh, for passengers who haven't paid the correct fare they then go I want to speak to your manager and then they go well hello how can I help you and uh, (laughs) the the, the shock in their face is immense but yeah there is Unfortunately, there is still uh, ageism to people, um, for people like me, and uh, I hope that I can be a role model to other young people who want to take on responsible jobs in the railway, that they they can do it. And that's why I still help with the Neve Valley Railway Youth Group, is helping other youngsters to gain responsible careers in rail at a young age. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. In a few moments' time, we shall be arriving into London King's Cross. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine, London King's Cross, in a few moments' time. And that's it, we're both getting off then. Harvey, it's been really good to meet you for the fast track. Hope you've enjoyed being on. And uh, I shall get off and get back on the 2100 to go home. (laughs) 